You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. What's going on, everybody? Nathan King here. Welcome back to the Auburn Undercover YouTube channel, joined by Jason Caldwell and Christian Clemente. We have now wrapped up 10 practices here of Auburn's preseason camp. Classes get underway tomorrow at the university as we record this here on a Tuesday evening. Um, and guys, it's it's starting to get to the, the point of camp where you're really sort of narrowing things down. Um, obviously, game week is still, we're still within three weeks of, of, uh, of game day, obviously on, on September 2nd against UMass, but things are really starting to get a lot clearer um, in terms of you know players who are going to be really contributing this season um, on both sides of the ball. So we want to do a little you know just a little show talking about things that we've mainly learned, things that we've taken away so far. Um, Jason, I'll start with you. You know, the quarterback obviously situation. Maybe we can touch on a little bit today um, at practice. It's it's maybe difficult to say that they have trimmed it down because you really don't know based on a thirty minute correct practice period. But again, like we talked about on the last show. Um, the, an exact hierarchy is is not something they have at the moment. But again, like you said previously, it, it maybe would be surprising if Peyton Thorne and Robbie Ashford weren't in this thing moving forward. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, obviously, yeah, there's. I think there's still three guys involved. We saw Peyton Thorne, Robbie Ashford getting the majority or all of the, the reps with the with the first unit uh, while we were there. Uh, Holden Garner is working with the second and third group a little bit. But they've been rotating guys, and it could have been just another rotation. But we did. That's what we saw today, and and so we'll, like I said, we 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 said all really we all week. We'll we'll get a better idea on Thursday when we talk to, you know, Hugh Freeze again to kind of figure out what it is. But I mean, the, the guys with experience, it's hard for those guys to to, you know, not be in the mix unless they lose a job. And we, we I don't think anybody's lost a lost a spot right. on anything to do that. So, you know, Holden Garner, this is he has to go win it, and that's hard to do. And, Obviously, another scrimmage coming up, uh, but I, I think we'll have a better idea of things on Thursday about kind of some some kind of pecking order at least, even if he doesn't specifically say who it is. Christian, on on either side of the ball, what's something that stood out to you through ten practices, maybe that you were looking forward to, maybe that was on your radar, or maybe something that surprised you, kind of in the in the first two and a half weeks of camp? I guess I'd probably go with the receivers. You know, they brought in several new additions and figured that they would have some more tools to work with there in that toolbox and. I think so far they've been kind of as advertised. Shane Hooks has gotten a lot of buzz. Um, Caleb Burton is a guy that I feel like they feel pretty strongly about being able to play in the slot, play outside, just get him on the field wherever possible. Jay Fair, that's been the storyline of camp, really, I feel like, you know, him and the running game, really. But Jay Fair has gotten a ton of buzz, and that was one of the second-year guys. You know, we talked a lot about Camden Brown, but he's been dealing with that injury, and all of a sudden it's Jay Fair getting a lot of the buzz and could be a starter there at the slot or at least working in quite a bit there. Um, Jair Shorter had an impressive scrimmage as well, so I guess I would go with the receivers is one thing that I was looking forward to seeing what they could do if they had improved, and 
so far it seems like that unit as a whole is at least going to give Auburn some solid production. Yeah, and they something to note from the practice here today on Tuesday was they seem to be getting healthier. Um, we talked to Marcus Davis today, and him talking about Coy Moore was probably going to be back soon, that Camden Brown was probably going to be back soon, and we saw that today. Um, Camden Brown, I think, more more than we've seen him in practice, I think, to this point in yes. terms of reps. Um, Coy Moore. And VAR, Javarius Johnson, obviously he had a, a kind of a mouth issue where it was difficult to keep a keep a chin guard on. Um, he was a guy who was in there today, no non-contact jersey. Yeah. Coy Moore, excuse me, no non-contact jersey for him um, as well. And going back to the scrimmage, that's kind of something we were pointing at and saying, well, you know, they did have these issues, but like you said, Correct. they didn't have a lot of those veteran guys. You had a lot of guys that were really just in their first week and a half of practice that were getting a lot of reps with that first group. And so... The, really the big thing for the receivers and quarterbacks to kind of together was not being on the same page. And, you know, we talked to Marcus Davis today, and he's like, that's part of it. Got to get those guys. But it, that's a rep thing, not necessarily a no-talent thing. And so uh, they are able to get some more of those reps starting today. Yeah, that's what Marcus Davis said today. He said, look, it's just something where they haven't seen it a bunch of times. We even saw it in practice today. Mm-hmm. Jair Shorter ran a route. The ball was a little bit behind him. And Peyton Thorne immediately whips around to Hugh Freeze and puts both of his hands up yeah. because it was, it was the wrong read. Bring Marcus Davis over. He kind of talks it up a little bit with uh, with shorter. You mentioned the running game, though, Christian, and that's one thing to me, at least, that has stood out in uh, in preseason camp. It's definitely stood out. Just not a surprise, right? Not a surprise. Not something that was that was not on our radar. Obviously, you know, now that we've been cleared from the Jarquez Hunter saga for a while now, it, it really is starting to be apparent. You know, Cadillac Williams said it today that this is the most this is the deepest group he's had since he's been the position coach since since 2019 and you look at some of those rooms obviously maybe top heavy it's it's not going to be the same maybe you don't have a guy with that talent that tank bigsby had but from one through four they think they have a think they think they have a pretty good stable of running backs and man i mean we we continue to hear about damari alston and and the offseason he's having not only on the field but uh, but off the field as well you're talking about a sophomore player who's unanimously voted into their leadership council yeah i mean you knew that it was going to be a really talented room and you knew once you added Jeremiah Cobb, it was going to get even better. He got some early results, and then talking with Cadillac today, he said that Jeremiah maybe leveled out there for a little bit yeah. as he figured things out, and now he's starting to pick it back up again. Probably not going to have to count on Jeremiah Cobb as much. You know, With the whole Jarquez Hunter situation, it's like, okay, well, he might be counted on pretty quickly. He might have a little bit more time to kind of figure things out, but with Brian Batie and Damari Alston and Jarquez Hunter, you've got three really great guys. I know shoot they talk about Sean Jackson yep. a lot as well as a guy who's had a strong camp so yep. you've got five guys there that they feel like can contribute and just a ton of different players different play styles a little bit Brian Batie obviously goes up to maybe my shoulder <laughs> man he's small out there but still runs between the tackles really well and you know we were talking with Jake Thornton today on along with all those other offensive line coaches and Jake Thornton has been with a lot of talented running backs, including last year in Quinshawn Judkins, and he said that Damari Austin might be the most explosive back that he's worked with. Yeah, and a lot of it is because of, Jason, that room, because of Jake Thornton's room. Um, it's a group that you've been high on since the spring, really, on the entire roster, maybe the most upgraded yeah. since last season. Um, they they sort of wiped the slate, not completely clean, but you look at the players who are in that two deep. It's pretty darn when we close. talk about Jaden Muskrat, and we talk about Dylan Senda and guys like that, you know, Tutal Miller. Even the backups, they weren't necessarily guys who were here last year. Um, and, you know, talking to Mari Allison about it a couple of days ago, um, I think you were over there, Christian, he just said, I, I can't talk enough yep. about the differences in the offensive line. Now, this is a guy who's a freshman, yeah. obviously, last year getting his first, you know, eyes on, eyes on college football. But um, it really does seem like, even going back to the scrimmage, that's a unit that had a good day. 
multiple players we keep hearing, hey, Jaleel Irvin's getting better, EJ Harris is getting better, Dylan Wade had a fantastic yep. scrimmage. Um, it's just at this point, you know, you, you don't want to talk, you know, all positive and just sunshine pump about yep. it the whole time. Difficult to not see that group taking a big step from last season. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's 10 new guys, so it, it basically is almost a rebuild. Uh, you know, we've seen some of the holdovers. Um, uh, you know, Cam Stutz, I mean, Jay Thorne talked about how much he's improved since the spring. I mean, obviously, that's a guy they sent to SEC Media Days for a reason. And, you know, Cam Stutz is a guy that's a veteran guy. And you look at him and Jeremiah Wright as guys that have kind of worked their way. Jeremiah Wright's a guy that's played defense and offense and defense and offense. And um, But the physicality that those guys play with, I think the interesting thing for me, and, and you know, you're kind of like pinpointing one thing, the thing I want to see is how does this offense morph to fit what this team does best? Because this could be a team that could be similar to Ole Miss last year where they yeah. might run the ball and run it a bunch and run it really successfully and it may be a different passing game. And so does that lend to, to maybe getting Robbie Ashford on the field a little more? I don't know. There's a lot of things that they're still trying to figure out, but I do think the one thing that we've seen that probably is, is number one right now, I think it's improved offensive line. And so it's depth. They're adding more depth. Um, you still want to keep those first guys healthy, but I think you've got some guys now and some pieces in place on an offensive line um, that give you a chance to do some things, especially in that run game. Jeremiah Wright back today on Tuesday at that at that left guard spot. That's going to be with him and Tay Johnson. Maybe maybe something you see continue into the season. I mean, they've been they've been back and forth um, what, throughout the preseason. What we have heard from multiple folks, and we heard it from players. We heard it from others that how well Jeremiah Wright and Dylan Wade are working together yep. on that left side in that run game, and that's two guys that kind of get after it, have that mentality. Um, and, and again, it comes back to I mean, what are you looking for? I mean, Jeremiah Wright's a guy that is a downhill run game Brawler. guy. Yeah, I mean, do you, do you maybe lean towards that with this with this roster? I don't know. Um, lots of positives. Still, some things to work on. Obviously, in the passing game, I think is the big deal on that offense. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Yeah, Jeremiah Wright talking about just success stories. Another another notch in that story for him at Auburn is when he was a standout defensive lineman that one spring, and then he tore his ACL in the in the first scrimmage, and then he moves back to offense, back to defense. So he's been through a lot. So for him to be in a position right now to be a, to be a first team offensive lineman, obviously, is significant. Guys, we kind of I think unintentionally maybe went offense and defense. So we'll we'll flip it over to the defense now. The defensive line scrimmage scrimmage. Uh, Christian, I think one thing that we have certainly learned through fall camp is that. Uh, Jalen McLeod is a dude. Yes. I mean, he he had good tape at App State. He had good numbers at App State. Um, he he told us yesterday that he had offers or he had interest. His quote: the entire East Coast was looking at him um, as a transfer player. Auburn ends up landing him because mainly of Ron Roberts' scheme. That's what he said. It was so similar to what App State ran last season. It is abundantly clear at this point that he is going to be a very important player on this defense. Yes, you have totally changed that Jack linebacker room again just from the spring to now. If Keldrick Falk makes the move over to defensive end, you bring in Steven Sins, a guy who was at Liberty, and the staff feels pretty good about making an impact, along with Elijah McAllister, is maybe two of those bigger, a little bit more physical guys for early downs at Jack. Then you bring in Jalen McLeod on third down, pin his ears back, rush the quarterback, and 
so far in camp he's done that you know you were talking about watching him stretching and just yeah. doing stuff like this and he's got a little bit of that that unhinged personality that you want <laughs> at that position for sure but no he's been fantastic you know i was talking with someone at auburn who said Jalen mcleod might be the best player on the team right now um with just how much he's impressed during fall camp so yeah, we'll see how that translates to the season, but we saw it in the Texas A&M game last year. He's should be a very, very pivotal piece of this team. Yeah, that cl- I never. I think I've put it in a story about McLeod like three times now. That clip of him bull rushing Reuben Fothery, which by the way he's six foot eight at, yeah. at right tackle, and he gets completely knocked to the dirt. Um, yeah, so you know, it's some guys come over and they some guys come over and they have you know they have group of five experience, um, but they don't necessarily have much experience at the level they're going to be playing at. Obviously, it's a one game. But Jalen McLeod's best game of the season was against uh, against Texas A&M. It's funny. Yesterday he said, "Yeah, I want that guy to know my name." So when they go back to College Station this year, he's gonna <laughs> he's gonna and Reuben Father is gonna start again for A&M. Um, another guy on Jason def- um, on defense, Jason, that I think we have definitely learned about. Um, talking about off the radar a little bit heading into the season. I know we've talked about him a few times already, but we saw him out there starting at linebacker today in uh, in defensive drills. Obviously, they've got some injuries right now, um, but Eugene Desante remains a guy that we'd be surprised to not see make an impact on this on this defense yeah I mean I, I think much like we talked about at that jack linebacker position we talked about on the offensive line somewhat at wide receiver but you almost had to rebuild a linebacker group too I mean Eugenio Sante is a guy that was here last year but he only played in four games dealt with a lot of stuff on and off the field um, but he's back and he's gained about 15 18 pounds looks like a different player he is physical he's athletic he can really run and so you saw him. Very vocal. Saw, yes, yeah, he is. He's one of those guys that you think about in terms of yeah, being a vocal linebacker leader. But you know, you got you know Larry Nixon there with a lot of experience. Cam Riley coming back. You got you know Wesley Steiner there. Robert Woodyard. You know, you look at you know Austin Keys. I mean, they've added a lot of pieces for that linebacker group. You know, how well they play ultimately will be determined by how well those guys in front of them play. Yep. We talked about the jack spot. Feel really good about secondary. That that front three slash four, you know, the you know, Jack linebacker being there some. How well can those guys play? Can they make plays behind the line of scrimmage? Can they push the pocket? Um, they didn't do a great job of that in scrimmage one. We'll see if they can improve that in scrimmage two. Yeah, let's 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 hang out there for a little bit in terms of talking about the the defensive line. Also today at uh, in practice, Wesley Steiner still in a non-contact jersey. He has the hamstring issue right now, um, and then Austin Keys did sustain a minor injury in the scrimmage they've got him in a, it didn't, didn't seem like too big of a deal yeah. but he is in a non-contact jersey right now um, after a shoulder injury in the scrimmage yeah you talked about that defensive line you know going back to last season again we've talked about it a couple times but on paper at least this was a, a group that was up there and allowing a ton of rushing yards and they were number 11 in the SC in, in run defense more rushing touchdowns than any Auburn team in the in program history and then they lost two or three NFL guys from that defensive front so They've needed guys to step up. Um, we saw Messiah Nasili Kite in there yep. today. It looks like him and Keldrick Falk are going to play together in that first team mm-hmm. defensive end spot. Um, but somebody that we talked about earlier in camp, and, and you had a conversation with, with Jeremy Garrett, um, the improvement that Jason Jones has yep. made along that defensive front. Great-looking player, had a great offseason. I think he's still a guy that they need to maybe see it in a game situation um, because he's got Justin Rogers pushing him right there at nose tackle yeah, as well. Yeah, that, that's two guys. I mean, they, they, you know, they talked about – you know, size, and those are two guys that they talk about maybe playing together. Well, you got to get production out of guys when you play them together like that. And so, can can again, it comes back to that. Can they find a way to get production? I think Marcus Harris is probably the guy right now that's probably giving them the most of that production when they get in those scrimmage type situations. But yeah, 
you know, one or both of those big guys up front are going to have to show that they can be more than just a space eater. That's fine. You can do those things, but you got to do more than that in this day and age to go out and be successful on defense. So can they not only eat, you know, eat up some space, but can they get after guys and can they get up the field? That's going to be the question. Kristen, like we were mentioning earlier today, you know, at practice, you maybe saw a bit of a divide between the quarterbacks. Um, you know, we'll meet with Hugh Freeze on, on Thursday and we'll, and we'll see if he's ready to make a decision cutting down that, uh, that third player in the room. But, you know, other than the quarterback situation, moving forward into the next few days of practice, we'll be inside two weeks of, of game day here pretty soon. What's something else that you're going to maybe have your eye on in the rest of preseason camp these next few days other than that quarterback competition? You might have to ask Jason that question first and come back yeah. to me. Yeah, Jason, go for it. Uh, you know, Christian talked about wide receivers. I think can you can you find a consistent guy to go along with with Shane Hooks? We've seen him be that guy. Um, getting far back, can he? You know, him and Jay Fair. Um, we'll hear more from Caleb Burton. You know, some. You know, finding those consistent playmakers. I think in terms of the passing game, can they take a step? I think that running game they feel good about. Can that passing game? maybe take another step or two forward, even though you're, you've got a lot of mixed parts and a lot of people moving around. That's something I'll be watching. I think you know, defensively, as you continue to add, as you start to narrow things down, I think that group will start to do some things. But wide receiver, can you can you hone in on those six or seven guys you want to work with, especially early in the season? Yeah, it's funny, Marcus Harris, or excuse me, Marcus Davis said today, um, I was asking him, you know, how many players do you want to end up playing um, in, that, in that offense, how many receivers? And he said, right now, and it's funny, we see it at practice. He's like, look, right now they're all mm-hmm. they're all in there. I mean, Amari Kelly's in there with the first team. Um, you know, I know he's been injured a little bit, but Cam Brown is in there with the with the third team. Caleb Burton, second, third, first team. He really is kind of checking out all of his options at the moment. Maybe this scrimmage on Saturday will be not only the quarterbacks, but other position groups like that. We'll, we'll start to see those kinds of things um, yeah. trimmed down across yep, the this roster. Is, you know, started the narrow down process. I think if you're Hugh Freeze and this staff, once you get through Saturday, you got to start to hone in on the guys you feel like are going to help you this season because you're getting close to where you're going to start game planning and start getting prepared for opponents. Um, that's why you, you got to get to two quarterbacks, ultimately get to one, uh, and it happens at other spots as well. Yeah, for sure. Chris, I want to throw you a bone a little bit before we before <laughs> we get out of here. Um, you were kind of bouncing around. I know you, you will do a story on it, but um, kind of bouncing around some of the assistants on offense today, talking about what their recruiting boards look like. What can you kind of give us in terms of a, of a bite-sized look at, at maybe how many players, the personnel they're taking in the 24 class? Yeah, well, I think the really interesting one was Cadillac Williams, and this is something that I had uh, touched on when I did my mock class, the third one, maybe a week or two ago, and saying, now, they don't necessarily need a second running back. They can play it play it by ear a little bit and figure it out. And that's kind of exactly what Cadillac Williams said. He said, look, we've got one, and we can be picky now. Yeah. Um, and that just screams Kevin Riley to me, um, the Miami running back commit out of Tuscaloosa County. It's kind of Auburn's chance now to spend the next couple months trying to get him back on campus as much as possible. Maybe Miami falters this year. Maybe he just starts to really feel Auburn a little bit, keep working him and try and land him. And you know, it'll depend on what – guy like Jarquez Hunter does, guy like Brian Batie does, because they could technically leave after this year. Um, and so Auburn's second running back, whether or not they're taking one in the 24 class, is still up in the air. As for receiver, young Marcus Davis said, probably take three to four. They've already got three committed, Perry Thompson, Bryce Kane, Malcolm Simmons. Then keep, if you, if you can land a Cam Coleman, Jason, yeah. if you can land a Nikar, flip yeah. those guys from yeah, a Georgia, it. then you go for it. If not, they're good with what they've got. And then the last one was Jake Thornton, which was interesting, because doesn't have anybody committed yet 
should get DeAndre Carter in the boat here within the next couple of weeks or so, next month or so. Um, September 3rd is a date that's kind of floating around as a possibility. Um, wants to do it around a family reunion and whatnot. But he said, look, we're going to take as many good offensive linemen as we can get, whether that's through the high school ranks, whether that's through the JUCO ranks, whether that's through the portal. He said, look, I know some of this roster building is was unconventional a couple of years ago. Now it's pretty conventional. Um, and so they're going to grab – you know, Jason, this is something we've talked about a lot. They're going to take as many offensive linemen as they can get yep. to keep building that room up. That's it, and, and they've done it well. Um, that's part of the, the, the strength of this this preseason camp so far with Dylan Sinda and Jaden Muskrat, those guys they added since the spring. Transfer portal is going to be an option. Try to sign high schools, but discontinue building. That's what you have to have on the offensive line and overall through an entire room, and that's, that's what they've been able to do so far throughout this roster. It seems like it's worked pretty well their first year going at it on the offensive line um, but we were talking about it earlier you know I think of those three main transfer guys Wade is the only one who could come back of the guys who came in in the spring Wade could come back but he's also the year. most NFL ready it seems like so yes and we'll have more on that and what we're hearing for tomorrow as well because I got an interesting tidbit on that but I would not really count on Dylan Wade being back next year but the thing is you've got Connor Lewis center who's already he, he could start as a freshman, and I think Auburn would feel A-OK with that. You've got Dylan Senda, who came in. You've got Muskie, Jaden Muskrat, who has a couple of years left. And you've got... Too tall. Too tall, that's it's, who I was Yeah, you got, some, yep. you got some pieces for the future. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it's, you know, that like Jason said, you've got almost an entirely new two deep, and if you're looking ahead, not to ramble on about the offensive line too much, but if you're looking ahead to... Hey, in year three under Hugh Freeze, you know maybe they feel like they they want to have a chance to go to the 12 team playoff. They want to have a chance to get back to winning 10 games. Obviously, the the offensive line is one of those groups where you look back five years ago and maybe projecting ahead a couple years, it could be a big turnaround where you kind of you point to and say when the O line started turning around, that's when these that's offenses the for Auburn that's the key start turning around. And on the and hey, on the same note, the yep. defensive front, yep. you, you got to have a good no defensive question. front in order to succeed in the SEC. And so um, I think that'll do it for today. Thank you guys so much for. Uh, for joining us here if you listened on the uh, podcast feed apologies that it's not perfect crystal clear um we're outside here in front of the complex thank you so much for joining us on youtube um we'll be back with you guys off day on wednesday um no practice on the first day of class for the team um then we'll be back on thursday with Hugh freeze for their first day of practice obviously in class so for christian clemente and jason caldwell i'm nathan king thank you guys so much for joining us we'll catch y'all later